0: Hi, this is Haley Chira, and you're listening to a special mini episode of the Iron Woman podcast with a companion YouTube video. If you prefer visual demonstrations and actually seeing today's guest and myself, head over to YouTube, search for the Live Feisty Media channel, and it should pop right up. If podcasts are more your thing, keep listening. week, I talked to Iron Woman, sports dietitian, coach, and author, Marnie Soombal. Marnie and I had so much to talk about that we split our conversation into two parts. In part one, we talked about what to do before we head to the grocery store and how to maximize our veggie intake. Today, we're focused on how we should get our protein when we're making fewer trips to the store, what Marnie thinks about microwaved meals, and whether or not we should be changing our eating habits if we're training less. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to actually see me and Marnie, head over to the Live Feisty YouTube channel. And as always, thank you to the sponsors of the Iron Women podcast, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, and Form Swim Goggles, as well as the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com. And with that, please enjoy part two of my conversation with Marnie Sumball. Hi, Marnie, welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. For anyone who didn't catch our first video, we highly recommend they go back and watch or listen. It is on the Live Feisty YouTube channel as well as the Iron Women podcast feed. But just as
1: a quick refresher, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and I am a board-certified sports dietitian, and I'm also a triathlon coach to an amazing team of athletes from all over. And I have the honor of working with athletes from all over the world on nutrition and helping athletes pursue their endurance triathlon goals as well. Um, I mostly focus on endurance athletes, and I focus on areas... Like body composition, body image, uh, developing a healthy relationship with food, plant-based eating, and then the obvious sports nutrition. So sports um, nutrition products, nutrient timing, uh, race day fueling. I try to merge all that together and help athletes optimize performance without compromising their health. And you're an athlete yourself. And I do sports as well. I'm a triathlete, endurance triathlete, and I have completed 16 Ironmans, five of those, the Ironman World Championship. Love the Ironman distance as a former swimmer, just like yourself. Um, I, I have the aerobic capacity to go long and steady, and the sport suits me well. It does suit us, us both well. So, in our
0: previous <laughs> conversation with you, you gave us a tour of your pantry, which included many fortified, satiating, and self stable sp- foods like nuts and seeds pasta, rice, beans, and even pretzels. There was one additional part of that tour that surprised me a little. So I want us all to take a look at that.
1: I just wanna talk about semi-homemade meals. So I really like things that are already flavored. So this is a frozen Mediterranean style quinoa that you can just put into the microwave. I also have some different quinoa and brown rice that you can put in the microwave. I like these because they have a lot of flavor and then I can just add it to about some cooked quinoa or some lentils, or I can add it to a can of soup and add some more vegetables. So think about being creative. I call them semi homemade meals where you're adding fresh foods to something that's maybe frozen or in the pantry and it can help you go a long way.
0: Marnie, I've always been under the impression that microwavable meals are less healthy, but you're saying that's not always the case.
1: Yeah, I think that we need to choose wisely. And I really want to encourage people that during times of a public health crisis like we're in right now, we really shouldn't be labeling foods as bad or unhealthy. Um, I think we we can create more anxiety than we already have right now by Thinking of foods as good or bad. And so when we think about some of the foods that we may be relying on to put in our freezer or to put in our pantry, that we want to be neutral about foods. And especially for time-crunched athletes like myself, like you, and, and, and your audience, you know, we need things that are going to be quick and convenient at times, but also nutritious, and that will help fuel our active lifestyle. And I like to do a lot of, I call them semi-homemade meals, where I will cook something, but then I add something that's already kind of pre-made. And one of my go-tos, I'll buy these bags of quinoa that have flavors added to them, or some of the microwavable rices that you can cook in like 90 seconds, and they have some flavors added to them. Some are plain. And then I'll add my own fresh or frozen vegetables or proteins that I've and proteins that I've made on the skillet. And then I add that that frozen or microwavable product to that meal. And now I've bulked up the meal. It's got lots of flavor and I was able to do it in a quick amount of time. And that's why I call them semi homemade because I get a little help from the store as well.
0: I love a semi homemade term. And that is definitely something I can also get behind. Last conversation, we did focus on how to get vegetables into our diets. But this time I want to ask specifically about protein. I know plant based athletes get this question all the time. But now that fresh meat products might be in shorter supply for all of us. Are there alternative foods we should be looking toward as a source of protein?
1: Yeah, I think that we need to make sure that we're not greedy with our protein and that we don't go overboard by, by obsessing about protein. You know, for athletes, if we think about it, and I'll keep it in really simple terms, if we did right now a smoothie for breakfast with protein powder, if we had three-fourths cup of yogurt or four ounces of chicken at lunchtime and then we had four to five ounces of uh, tuna or tempeh for dinner, that's a good amount of protein. That could be easily 60 or 70 grams of protein right there, and that's not including snacks. So we can do a good job. I know that's on the low end, but we can do a good job with proteins without obsessing about it that we need to be eating six eggs a day. So I would encourage people to have a variety of proteins and to think about eating those proteins and varying them throughout the day so that you're not just having eggs every day, which may be what you're used to, but right now you want to be a little bit more creative. So we want to think about some options, like if you're always eating eggs, maybe you do yogurt, maybe you do a smoothie, it could be a whey or a vegan-based smoothie. For lunch, we could try some of our dairy options like cottage cheese, cheese. If you didn't do eggs, you can do hard-boiled eggs or tuna for lunch. We can also do uh, chicken and different um, animal proteins or deli meat. And those things can also be frozen, so you can keep them for a while. And then also our plant-based proteins. So we can do uh, tempeh and tofu. And let's not forget about beans and lentils and edamame. That can be great sources of protein as well. I want about, or I
0: want to ask about food in relation to training. So many of us have had races postponed or cancels, and may have scaled back our usual training for this time of year. Should we be eating
1: less? This is a really good question. And and I'm so glad that we can talk about it because I feel like right now there's this big boom of people becoming very motivated to exercise and inspire other people to stay active as we should, right? We want to keep that routine. But I think we also have to think about a, a segment of the population that may be struggling right now with body image concerns, I'm worried about gaining weight, or I'm worried about my eating disorder that I was trying to, uh, that I've been in recovery from for the past 10 years, because a lot of these things are, are silent. And now we're asking people to, to hide themselves inside and not be around other people. And with the anxiety of everything going on, that can be triggering for a lot of people their exercise routine isn't the same, the training isn't the same. And, and I do think that we need to be very compassionate to ourselves during this time and not take it out on our body. When we fear that loss of control or we fear anxious, we wanna try to, to gain control. And during times like this, we, we've kind of lost control, right? Because that's that's how we feel with everything going on. And so we may turn to food, as a way to restrict and to to gain that control again. But we don't wanna do that because that's also gonna compromise our health even even further. And so we wanna be very compassionate with yourself, be kind to yourself right now. Um, I talked about earlier about labeling foods as good or bad. During times like this, we really wanna be neutral. And this can be a really great time to explore your relationship with food, whereas maybe you would, never buy microwavable rice or potatoes were off-limit. And now you, you're you forced to buy them because you need to have them for you or your family. So maybe we can explore some of those feelings with your relationship with some of those foods that were previously off-limit. We also wanna think about that you may have more food in the house than you're used to. And that may be triggering to some people who maybe will mindlessly eat or emotionally eat or binge eat. And that can be hard for a lot of people to know that there's all this food, I'm not working as much, I'm stressed, I'm not exercising as much, and now I want to numb those emotions with food. So we want to be very careful of those triggers and make sure we have healthy coping mechanisms to work through them. And then lastly, I encourage athletes to to remind themselves that you don't need intense or long workouts to earn your food. You still deserve to eat right now and hopefully you're still staying active because I think that's really important, but we want to establish a good routine for yourself right now. It may not look the same as before, it may not be where you want to be right now, but routines are really good, especially for athletes. So we want to think about a good sleep routine, Try to eat regularly throughout the day, so not skipping meals. Have a plan for yourself through the day. And I think all of this will help athletes, not only with maybe some disordered thoughts about food and the body that maybe are occurring during this time, but also it's going to help us stay healthy during this very stressful time.
0: You touched on this a little bit about stress eating. And so I know that, you know, I can get anxious uh, baking cookies sounds a lot more enjoyable than slow cooking some protein rich beans. So what can I, what can we tell ourselves to help us make good food
1: choices right now? I think that we just need to remind ourselves that you still have to take care of your health. And if you have not thought about that mentality before, that may seem very foreign. Perhaps some people just been able to get by with their exercise and training routine and not really had to give much thought to food. And now we have to think about food a little bit more. And maybe on the other end of the spectrum, we have people that maybe are a bit more obsessive about food, a bit more controlling about food, and now don't have that control anymore and have to introduce different foods. I think this is a wonderful time to really explore your relationship with food and to have a plan for yourself as to what you're gonna eat for the day. Write it down. What does it look like? Where's that food gonna come from? How are you gonna prepare those meals? And perhaps we can enjoy cooking a little bit more, enjoy this time where maybe you were too busy to cook before but now have a little bit more time. It doesn't mean that you have to become a chef overnight, but maybe learn some strategies that when you do get back to your routine, that you have these tools that will allow you to make healthy, quick meals or plan and prep ahead so that when you get back to your routine, you can stay healthy, nourished, and fueled. Great
0: advice. Thank you so much, Marnie, for coming back on the show. And we appreciate all of your advice. And we will talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much and stay well. Thanks again to Marnie for coming on the show, not once, but twice this week. I appreciate all of her nutrition insight and I have a slow cooker full of beans and lentils hard at work as we speak. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you are still able to do a bit of exercise and eat as healthy as possible wherever in the world you might be. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, like, and comment on iTunes. My favorite podcast hosts are Alyssa Gadeski and Haley Chura. My favorite editor is Aaron Hamilton. The Iron Women Podcast is a live feisty media production.